What's up, everybody? Mindset Monday, the day of the week where I don't have an intro to the podcast episodes. And you know what? Intros are mostly worthless anyway, which means the other six episodes of the week probably suck. But anyway, let's get right to it. So today's topic is how real is mind over matter? We hear that all the time. Mind over matter, mind over matter. Okay, the mind is more important. The mind controls the physical body, right? We can overcome. I've talked about this before in other episodes. You know, can we overcome illness or physical issues just with the mind? And obviously, I mean, I feel like there's a limit to this, but you know, work with me here. I kind of wanted to, uh, well, research a little bit. I always like to research scientifically these topics just a bit too, and then just go off kind of my experience with the subject. And it's been interesting because I think over the last couple of years, as I've kind of set off down this, um, well, what kind of journey do I call it? Let's call it like a like a self-improvement journey, right? A biohacking journey to try to improve myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually each and every day, little by little. And I'm doing a pretty good job. And I've, I've learned some things, I think, about, about mind over matter and really how powerful the mind can be, but I'm definitely not at the level that certain people are. And I've been lucky enough to meet some of those people along the way. And basically, they just inspire me to keep looking more and more into this topic and to try to keep, to keep making myself stronger mentally to the point where things that I think used to break me down in the past wouldn't. So, okay, what do I mean by all this? Well, let me talk to you about some of the examples of these people that I'm talking about, right? So one of my mentors is a guy named Wes Watson, who this guy, you know, you might look at him and think he's like a controversial figure. You know, he was um, incarcerated. He was in prison for 10 years, and now he's come out and has an extremely large social media following and has made millions and millions of dollars basically selling, let's call it fitness and mindset programs, right? And I went through, uh, I, I, I paid for his coaching program um, a little while ago and have, well, I mean, I've been following him for about four years now and have developed a little bit of a personal relationship with him now, you know, among the thousands of people like me that have a personal relationship with him on just a, a, a barely level, if that makes sense. But anyway, he is probably, you know, he's, he's where I get my, my discipline from, right? He's kind of the one who taught me this, this everyday mindset. Right? He, he's the king of every day, same thing. We wake up, you know, we do our short meditation in the morning, we do our workout. I mean, like this guy, literally, if you follow this guy, I know we can't always believe everything we see on social media, but like this guy, say what you want about him. You know, he's an interesting character, very interesting guy, but the dude has more discipline than anyone I know, okay? And he's what inspired me to be as disciplined as I've become today, but he's the real king of it among all the people that I know. And, you know, I heard, I've heard him say this on several occasions to the point where most people, most ordinary people would be like, oh my God, you're so full of shit. Where he's said he doesn't even believe in sickness. Okay. He, the, how does he say it? He says, I don't even believe in sickness. If I was getting sick, I would just overcome that with the mind. And now it's <laughs> it's interesting because I've heard him say this and then like it seems <laughs> I've also heard him say at the same time like, all right, I got to end this call a little quicker than usual when we be like on a group call because I got a headache or something like that. And I'm like thinking in my head like, all right, well, I thought you could overcome anything with your mind. But, but anyway, the point is like this guy really truly just he doesn't miss on what he says he was going to do. He, he does his routine 
every freaking day, rain, snow, or shine. And he, he does seem to have this ability to overcome whatever illness. I mean, I don't know how real this is, you know, but he, he says basically, I don't even believe in sickness anymore because I believe if I'm getting sick, I'll just overcome that with my mind. And the first time I heard that, I was you know kind of like most of us is like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, this guy talking again. Um, and then it was hilarious because I actually heard him like we, we were doing a group call. He does these group Zoom calls where like hundreds of people will join. But then, you know, a few people will ask questions and he answers the questions in a very, you know, blunt, direct way. And, um, and he's not afraid of, he's not afraid of hurting someone's feelings. Let's put it that way. But, um, anyway, and and one guy on the call goes, Hey Wes, you know, I've been sick the last week or so. I haven't been able to work out. What do you recommend for, for getting back into it? And he immediately just goes, don't get sick in the first place. You got to elevate past that shit. (laughs) Like, I mean, most like doctors, most reasonable people, most anybody would be like, Oh my God, this guy, get out of here. Like, what? come on, like, first off, what an asshole, right? I mean, people get sick, we all get sick, right? Right? Don't we? Don't we? I don't know. Anyway, um, so just his response to that, and he's dead serious. He's dead serious, saying you just got to elevate past that. You got to use your mind to get past that. And, of course, no one is going to question him on this call because, you know, he's running this group and he's he's the man, you know, and we're all looking up to him in a certain way, right? Um, and like I said, he, he's, a, he's a controversial figure. He's an interesting figure. Um, and you know, do I look at him and think that he's the perfect person to to try to be like in all areas? Well, no, not necessarily. He certainly has his flaws, which, which I've noticed. But the point is he's kind of the one who first introduced me to this idea of, you know, really this thought process of we can overcome illness just with our mindset. And so then, you know, I actually, Believe it or not, a couple of the people that we've had on the podcast, um, in particular, Julian, Julian Prieto, and then um, Mike, Mike Kosentakis, they are actually, I actually met them through Wes's program. See, Wes's program typically draws in a lot of individuals who, well, I guess like myself, I would say, are really, really into personal development. And these two particular individuals that I was lucky enough to, to meet and chat with and have these podcast episodes with, Julian and Mike, they, in a certain way, particularly just in a physical fitness way, also really take this, this mind over matter to the next level. I mean, Julian, for example, is achieving feats of strength that I did not think were possible, especially for someone who, like him, he's like 30 or 40 pounds lighter than I am. You could listen to that podcast if you're interested. And then Mike, I mean, he, Mike is just phenomenal. You could listen to that podcast as well to see some of the things that, that he's done, like running 65 miles, doing 5,000 pull-ups in one day, okay? 5,000 pull-ups in a day. If I, if I remember that correctly. All right. I've done like 300 pull-ups in a day and it's terrible. <laughs> like I can do it. Like if I was doing pull-ups for 24 hours straight, I would maybe get to like, it'd be less than a thousand. I'm sure just like my whole body would give out. I don't know, but maybe I'm wrong because maybe if I told myself I could do it, I would be able to, you get the point. So these are some individuals who are doing some crazy stuff. And <clears throat> both of them have very unique stories, which I think sort of got them along this this path of mind over matter. 
And so I think it's it's a type of thing where most of us, I mean, you know, and you could talk, we see figures like this who are really famous online, like David Goggins, for example. You know, like this guy just runs freaking 100 miles with whatever the conditions are, and his knees are like broken and bleeding and meniscus torn, his kneecaps out of place, he's bleeding never. I don't know, and he just keeps running. Um, is it a healthy thing for a lot of us to try that? No, probably not. But the point is you see people that are doing this. You see people that are doing things that most of us as regular individuals do not really comprehend. We're like, oh, either that's bullshit or that's impossible or he's some kind of a freak. He or she is some kind of a freak, whatever, you know. Um, but as as I move along, as I move along in this journey called life, I'm I'm – Hmm. It, it's tricky because on the one hand, I like to give fitness advice, uh, you know, as it relates to physical fitness. The advice I'm actually giving people more often than not is to do a little bit less than they might be doing because I see so many people like me who, like the way I used to do it would be, you know, kind of exercise a lot in an inefficient way and then not get the most out of it. And I've actually seen better results in my physical fitness by scaling back the total time exercising and even scaling back the intensity a bit over the last couple of years. With that being said, at the same time, I'm also trying to figure out ways. I'm, I'm becoming more into this idea of we really can push limits way further than we think if we just stop letting our mind get in the way because we put our own limits on ourselves with our mind a lot of times. And, you know, as it relates to as it relates to like physical illness, for example, um, like I said, there, there are definitely limits to this, I would think, but on a certain level, like as I started thinking about it more, it's like, okay, this kind of makes sense to me, like how we might literally be able to wait, be able to think our way out of illness. So for example, what happens when we're in kind of a negative mindset or an anxious mindset? Well, our cortisol levels rise. Okay. This is kind of like a stress hormone. Stress-related hormones rise. When that happens, it lowers our immunity, okay? We put our body into a fight-or-flight system. We're lowering our, our immunity. We're lowering the, you know, I don't know, what do I call them, the happiness hormones, things like that. So when we're thinking in this negative mindset, whether it's a mindset of anxiety or whatever, we're actually altering our hormones and our immunity within our, in our body at the same time. And like I said, I mean, there probably is a limit to how much of this really does have a true effect on whether or not you're sick or not. I mean, if you eat a freaking, you know, can of Ebola, you're still probably going to get, I don't know if you can think your way out of that. You know what I mean? But the point is there may definitely be something to this just based on the hormones and the body's immune response to the way we think and the thoughts that we let enter our mind. Okay. Then, you know, if you, I kind of went down the rabbit hole just a little bit researching it and it talks about how, you know, essentially emotional factors really can, you know, epi, epigenetically affect, epigenetically, that's a, that's a hot word these days, epigenetics, epigenetic, ugh, epigenetically affect our DNA. Um, and there's some studies that they show, like, for example, just by telling people, they like put two people into groups and one group, they like, it was like a treadmill experiment. And one group, they told the group that they had a gene that could make them you know, run fast for a certain amount of time. And the other group, they told them they didn't have the gene. I don't know how they did this. And literally the studies will show that the group that was told that they had the better gene did run faster. It's, it's weird. But, but anyway, essentially the studies have kind of proven that our emotions can affect our DNA, epigenetically affect our DNA, which then would make us more susceptible to illness, things like that. So like I said, this, this, I'm sure it's not going to, 
Like, you know, if, if I get ran over by a truck, I'm probably not going to be able to think my way out of that. You know what I mean? But like, but I do see a little bit of reasoning here based on the science that I understand it. And then, you know, there's been a couple examples. These examples actually both happened in Colombia when I was there in, um, in November last year. And where it got me thinking, man, these are two weird situations now that I've been in where it kind of has become like mind over matter. And it actually worked a little bit for me. Um, in, in, you know, I had I don't think I had experienced this before, but the first one was at the Temascal ceremony. And I did a whole episode on that a few months back because it was, it was, I think the most interesting day in my life to this point. Um, it was a crazy ceremony and I got wildly sick by taking this rape medication before this medicine, this plant medicine I was vomiting and having diarrhea, just nasty. Um, to the point where I didn't think that I was going to be able to go into this this sweat lodge, this temascal, because I thought I'm already sick and I'm going to dehydrate. Like when you go in there, you sweat for, you know, a couple hours. I'm like, this is dangerous. We're out here in the mountains. I'm already like violently sick, dehydrated. I cannot go into this this super hot little tent with these other people and sweat for two hours with no way to come out. That's dangerous. Um, but I was told by the madre the the woman who's in charge, you know, the spiritual leader, like, no, don't worry, you won't dehydrate, you'll be fine. She gave me a quick, she did give me a quick little thing, I don't know what it was, you know, this little drink thing to stop the diarrhea, um, which obviously helped. Um, but I, I really, I was, I was convinced, I was very scared. Um, I was convinced, I'm like, this is not safe at all for me, and I'm also not in any place that's anywhere near any hospital. Um, and she just said, no, you'll be fine, just go in there. <laughs> obviously like the you know the the american in me or whatever was thinking like you gotta be shitting me <laughs> like i'm supposed to like believe this but for whatever reason i decided just to, to roll with it and like i know it sounds maybe a little silly right now but i was i was genuinely very scared i was very scared because of how sick i had become how dehydrated i assumed i was and the fact that there was no one who could give me what we may, might call traditional U.S.-based medical emergency care anywhere nearby. Um, but I went in there and did it, and oddly enough, here, here was the craziest part. Not only did I not, you know, once I got past the fear, not only did I not, you know, get dangerously dehydrated, when I came out of there, I kid you not, after sweating profusely for a couple hours, I had so much energy. Hadn't had anything to eat, drink, anything. I had vomited and diarrheaed out probably all of the previous food that was in my system. Had sweated for two hours. Had had nothing to replenish myself with except this little mini drink that she gave me to stop the diarrhea. And I came out of there with so much energy. And I don't really understand exactly what happened. Now, keep in mind, I, I know you might be thinking, like, Sean, you were on drugs. <laughs> you were literally, they gave you a plant medicine. Like, we don't know exactly what was in that rape. Which, okay, you know, and I'm, like, you could look it up. I mean... People listening to this from Colombia or other places where they do these type of ceremonies might be like, no, that's it's kind of a normal thing. Yeah, like, um, but anyway, the point is that was kind of an experience. It's like, whoa, you know, maybe the mind is a lot more powerful than the body because physiologically, this doesn't make sense to me. Like physiologically, I should be almost dead right now and I have so much energy and I don't get it. And the other thing, I can't remember if it was before or after. See, I kept, I got, I was sick twice in Colombia. I was like, well, once was because of the Temascal and the rape, but there was another day I got this like food poisoning basically. And it's really funny because so it was like, <laughs> it was like two or 3 PM and I already wasn't really feeling that good. 
But I'm like, yeah, whatever. So there was a language exchange with Keep Talking. It was scheduled for like 7 p.m. that night. And I posted this thing. I've been posting stories, you know, like language exchange here. I'm going to be there, whatever. I posted this story on Keep Talking Instagram at like 3 p.m. saying language exchange, 7 p.m., this place. I'll be there, see you guys there. <clears throat> then like right after that is when my food poisoning like really hit. I had like been feeling kind of sick, but I'm like, oh my God, like I'm actually sick. So I was throwing up. I was having some, I had diarrhea again. I know this episode sucks. It's all about, you know, it's all about puke and diarrhea. But, and then like, so I did that happen for like an hour. I'm like literally... I was in this weird part of town. Like I, I literally went and like had diarrhea in a bank in downtown Medellin. Um, so, and you know how it is. Like when you're having diarrhea, you're just you're in there for a while. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't moving for a while. So that took from maybe to like three thirty until four thirty. I'm like in there having diarrhea. I'm like Jesus, shit, pun intended. Um, it'd been funny if I wouldn't even said Jesus before, just shit. But so I'm like, okay. Am I going to be able to make this? <laughs> like, what am I going to do? This is not good. I just said I was going to go to this language exchange, right? And now I just, that's a bad idea. And, um, but then like in my head, I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to do it, you know? And especially because I was only in Colombia for a short time. There were five or six of these language exchanges I could go to. And I'm like, no, I got to go there. Like I got to go there. I'm not going to let, you know, there's probably a few people who actually really want to see me when, when we have the language exchange. I'm not going to let that, them down. And I'm not going to let myself down. Because ultimately what I've learned in this life recently with being so disciplined is that this is all about our word to ourself. The confidence and self-esteem we have as individuals is about keeping our word to ourself first and foremost. And it's also a big factor in how much we trust other people. Because if we don't trust ourselves first, if we don't stick to our own word, then we can't trust anybody else. And that's a whole other episode for another day. But the point is, as I said, I'm, I'm going to this language exchange. I'm going to do it. I don't care. And like at this point, you know how it is when you're, you know, when you're throwing up and you're having diarrhea and you're, you're, you're weak. You have, you know, I had a fever, I think, at that point. Like I can't really eat or drink anything. So, um, and I'm just like, I'm just really, really weak. Like I got nothing. Um, and like the smart move would have been to just like Uber back to where I was staying and just, just go home and just sleep right and just be like sorry you know can't go to the language exchange but i'm like no i'm not doing that okay we're going (laughs) we're going and so then so then i like i go to like regroup and i didn't i'm I'm just killing time you know because i was on like vacation i wasn't like working so for like the next two hours i'm just i'm just killing time but i'm like okay how can i make it so that i'm okay to go to this language exchange because obviously like you don't want to be throwing up in people's faces at a language exchange and like at the same time like you could debate like well Sean you shouldn't go to a place if you're sick anyway and like I kind of thought about that and I'm like oh hell with it it's not COVID it's not something I ate something bad I'm not going to get somebody else sick whatever the whole COVID debate is another date uh, another topic for another day and here comes probably the COVID-19 warning see the CDC website thing that'll pop up on this episode but anyway so I'm like, no, I don't care about that. I'm, I'm going. Yes, I do want to look as if I'm okay. I don't want to go in there looking visibly sick. So we got to figure that out too. So then I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? So I went and got some like electrolyte drinks, right? Um, one of those little sueros, as they call them in Spanish, little electrolyte whatever drink. Then I got like a pack of crackers, 
you know, because I'm like, well, I could probably hold this down. So I'm sitting in this like stupid little mall that's like basically closed. I'm like, it's like a business mall and it's like 5.30 p.m. now. And I'm like the only one sitting in there just trying to like eat these crackers. And I'm, I'm really weak. Like I just, I'm struggling to do any sort of physical movement at this point. But I'm eating these crackers and I'm feeling like, okay, you know, eating the crackers, sipping on my suero. And then, like, I'm like, all right, it's like 6 p.m., let's kind of start moving, because I was kind of close to where the language exchange was going to start at 7. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? Just kind of go over there and kind of, like, start hanging out. I think I'm okay. Then I, like, start walking over there, and I'm like, you know what? This is just, this is terrible. I can't do this. I still feel absolutely awful. I... I don't know. Like at this point, I'm trying to think, had I thrown up? I think I maybe threw up one time before and I just had like the diarrhea, but I'm like, my stomach still feels awful. I have a terrible fever and I'm really dizzy, you know, like just really dizzy to the point where like, there's no way I can be present with other people, if that makes sense. Like I can't be in a language exchange, like actually talking to the people, there's no chance, Uh, you know, like I could physically be there and like laying on the floor and they'd be like, why are you here if you're this sick? Um, And I just like embarrassed. Yeah, I'm just super dizzy, fever. It's just bad. And I'm like kind of trying to like walk down the street. And I'm like, am I going to have to cancel this? It's like 630. I don't know. I can't. I'm I'm going to blow it. I'm not going to be able to go. I'm, uh, it's This sucks, you know. And then by the luck of God, assuming that there is a God, I'm like, you know what? I need to throw up really bad right now. I need to vomit really bad right now. And that's exactly what happened. And there I was for like three minutes straight on the side of the street in these flowers in front of somebody's apartment in Laureles, Medellin, Colombia, just throwing up. <laughs> you didn't think this episode was going to have this much this much um, poop and vomit in it. But anyway, so I'm like... <laughs> I'm like throwing up for like three minutes. And then, of course, you know the feeling you get once you're done? It's like relief. It's like, wow, I no longer have a fever. I'm no longer dizzy. Yes, I'm still weak. Yes, it's probably not like a good idea to eat right now. But I'm actually okay right now. Like I could interact with other people right now if I had to. I feel better. And at this point, it's like 645. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to go in there. And act like nothing ever happened and I'm going to be able to do it. And so I like went into this, it's weird, I went into this like other little um, little mini restaurant like a couple blocks away, paid like $1 to use the bathroom and clean myself up a bit. And you guys are probably thinking like, Jesus, Sean, I am never going to a language exchange with you. <laughs> I don't trust you now. No, but so I like cleaned myself up a little bit, didn't order anything obviously, and then just walked right over there and participated in the language exchange. And it's funny because when I got there, like right at seven, there was already like a fairly big group of people there at this table. And like, they like, it was one of those where it wasn't like a free-for-all. It was like very organized and everyone was paying attention to this table. So like when I got in, like the host was like, hey, yeah, come sit at this table. Um, I didn't know him beforehand anyway. Um, and there was like 15 people there and I'm like, oof, I'm really glad that I solved my illness before I got here because this would not have been a good environment to come into <laughs> the way I was looking a half hour ago. And I, I will admit that like, I only stayed for maybe an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half. I did go home fairly early from that. But a couple people that you know I had been hoping to see there did come. You know, I said hi to them. We chatted a little bit. And none of them knew until now. Nobody knows. It was all a secret. But I was fucking sick that day. Um, 
But uh, anyway, it worked out. Like the moral of this story is it worked out for me somehow just because like I told myself, no, I'm going. I know that I'm really sick, but I got to get there. I got to go. And I even had my doubts. I'm like, I don't think this can happen. But then by the luck of the gods, I puked all over somebody's garden outside of their apartment for three minutes. And then I was able to go. <laughs> this is the way the universe works when you really want something. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, really, I, even when I was prepping this episode, I didn't think that it was going to be this much about vomit and diarrhea and my shenanigans. And I know that you might be thinking after these stories, like, all right, well, is it really like that much mind over matter? But like the point is usually, okay, here's the way I see it at this point. Like if you really want something, if you really, really, really want something, you're less likely to have some sort of a physical condition get in the way of it, if that makes sense. Um, That's the way I'll describe it. So, you know, can the mind, like, here's where I'm at with it at this point. Can the mind overcome anything? No, probably not. But I do think it can play a big factor. And, you know, you might look at my stupid examples and be like, well, those were kind of just like weird luck and weird situations. And yeah, maybe they are. But when I talk about like the things like Wes says and like the examples of Mike and Julian, it's like, you know, these guys are doing some like some real stuff that really does, um, kind of involve mind over matter in a very real way sometimes things that just seem sort of physiologically almost impossible and they just do it and so i don't know as much as i like to be kind of like a science nerd sometimes and i might be like one of like the 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 doctor type people i'm not a doctor but i might be one of like the doctor type people be like well no that's not possible based on what i know about physiology of the body i'm i don't know at the same time i'm kind of like well the mind is pretty powerful Mind over matter. How real is it? Study up on that, doctors. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, yeah, that episode kind of took some weird turns, but I hope you learned something or at least now have something to to think about a little bit. All right. We'll talk again soon. Let's get after it. It's Monday. Peace.